Hello, and welcome to Filled with His Love. If you've been listening to my podcast, you probably know that I enjoy language. I enjoy foreign language, and German is not one of those languages. Unfortunately, haven't really studied that one a lot, but I like the word schadenfreude and freudenfreude. So let me just talk about these words for a minute. It's pretty grabbing for me, at least. We, we use compound words in English all the time, like football, bedroom, firefighter. These are two words stuck together, and they don't even seem compound anymore to us. They just seem like one thing, but they're two words stuck together, and German is kind of famous for doing a lot of compound words. So one of those words is schadenfreude. It's an interesting word. Schaden means harm or damage, and Freude means joy. So taken in one compound word, it means taking joy in someone else's harm or misfortune or failure. Like, oh, for example, like you become very happy because a political candidate that you did not want to be elected got beat by the opponent. And so you're happy that at least that person is not in power. So schadenfreude is not exactly my goal. I, I, I don't like to take joy in someone else's harm or misfortune or failure. I try to take joy in others' successes. So, I mean, maybe one time, I, I don't know. I mean, one time it's hard. If, if I see a reckless driver on the freeway, I kind of wish that a police car would just magically appear and take that car to the side and give him a ticket, and that would make me happy. But uh, that's still not really what I, I aim for. <laughs> and we don't, we don't want to take joy in someone else's misfortune. Now, there's another German expression, and I've discovered that Germans don't actually use this word very much. I got it from Brene Brown. She doesn't really talk about how it's not used in Germany very much, but... Um, I think it makes a lot of sense. And so I'm going to throw it out there. It's the complete opposite of schadenfreude. The compound word is freudenfreude. So this is taking joy in someone else's success or in someone else's joy. The only thing I could think of in English that actually comes close to this is the word rejoice, which we don't use except in the scriptures. We don't really, we use it when we sing hymns, rejoice, the Lord is king, but we don't use it in uh, conversation very much. When you say, oh, I, I just rejoice in your success, we don't do that. But this is kind of what it means, Freudenfreude, to kind of rejoice in someone else's success, someone else's joy, taking joy in joy. Now, the scripture that came to mind when I thought of this was Alma 29, 13-15. Yea, and that same God did establish his church among them. Yea, and that same God hath called me by a holy... This is Alma, the younger speaking, the one who originally tried to take people away from the church and then went on a mission with the sons of Mosiah, okay? The holy calling to preach the word unto this people and hath given me much success, in which my joy is full. This is the interesting part. He says, my joy is so full because of this mission that I have served among the Lamanites. But then he meets, on the, on the trail, he meets the sons of Mosiah, and he would just overcome 
with joy because of them. The verse says, but I do not joy in my own success alone, but my joy is more full because of the success of my brethren who have been up to the land of Nephi. Behold, they have labored exceedingly and have brought forth much fruit, and how great shall be their reward. For me, it's, it's really saying, yes, I did take joy in my own success in seeing those new converts come into the church and, and me being able to baptize them. That was very joy-filled. But then when I saw my brethren and heard about their successes, my joy became even more full. I took actually more joy in their success in some ways than I took in my own. Now, the powerful thing about this, this Freud and Freude, is that it has a uniting capability. It has, it brings us together in a positive, positive way. We talk about empathy. You know, last night I went to a viewing of a 45-year-old neighbor that grew up next to us and died kind of an early death. It was, we were mourning with those who mourn, which is extremely important. And this is how we usually think of empathy. It's negative empathy. Someone has a misfortune. Someone has a tragedy in their life. Someone has a sickness, and we relate to them. We, we can feel for them, and we express our feelings of sympathy. And, and also, in the case of sickness, we give help because we feel their pain, and we want them to be relieved of pain. But there's another thing called positive empathy. Positive empathy is, again, a little bit like Freud and Freude. This positive empathy is when we take joy in someone else's success or their own joy. We kind of rejoice with them together. And that brings us so close together in a positive, uplifting, lasting way. I've probably mentioned before on the podcast how my mother-in-law, when our children were young, she would open the door, welcome us in, and look at one of my sons or one of my daughters and say, oh, open your mouth. I want to see what's inside. And they would open their mouth wide and she would say, oh, I can see how good you've been this week. I can see all the good things. You're the best basketball player in the state of Utah or whatever. <laughs> you know, She was full of life and vigor and, I would say, positive empathy. If she heard about a success of any of her children or grandchildren, she would totally rejoice with them and make it even a bigger deal than it was. But our kids loved this, actually. It united them with their grandmother. They felt like she was, I think, rejoicing with them, taking joy in their success. I've also mentioned how Elder Holland is like this. Uh, when you get to know him, he, he just uh, exults over people's accomplishments in a way that is so life-giving and powerful. So that's why I think for us, what are the lessons here for us? I think we need more Freud and Freude, a lot more Freud and Freude. <laughs> 
there's so many bad things in life. Of course, we need the negative empathy. We need the uh, kind of empathy that comes with mourning with someone else that is mourning or trying to heal someone that is sick because we do not want them to feel pain any longer. But we really need more Freud and Freude. We need to rejoice more with each other in the good things of life, in the positive things of life. When we get close to God, we can, you know, when we say rejoice the Lord is King and sing that hymn, we're uniting ourselves with the infinite. We are coming close to God because we're rejoicing together. He rejoices with us. There's no question about it. He rejoices with us in our successes. When we repent, when we set a goal and achieve it, uh, he rejoices with his missionaries when they're able to find someone who will listen and they teach them with power and authority and the person decides to join the church. These are times of rejoicing, times of positive empathy. I think we need more of this. So I hope you'll think to yourself, how might I increase my Freudenfreude? How might I rejoice with others in their successes more often and in a deeper way? I hope this is helpful, and we will see you next time. I will always see, redeem.